Okay, so we are starting a new series this month for the three weeks that we're here, and then the one that I'll do outside of that on a podcast that all of you will listen to several times like you did the last time. Um, and the series, the series is called Why the Grinch Stole Christmas. And so in this series, we're going to talk about things that can affect us around Christmas time all year, but especially at Christmas time, uh, and just things that can make it hard to really feel the spirit. One of the things that I say a lot when I talk about Christmas is Christians often say that uh, Christmas and Easter are the two times a year where people are most receptive to hearing the message. And that's true, but we kind of get wrong why. Like, we think it's because they think Christmas and Easter are holy days, which they are, but mostly it's because around Christmas and Easter, Christians act more like Christians than they do the rest of the year. And they kind of treat people better, they have more of the spirit. And so we're going to talk about some of the things that kind of can take away the Christmas spirit, so to speak, from us. And so this week we are going to talk about stress. And so I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 11:26 26 through 33. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. So this is Paul talking. And basically he's saying while he's spreading the message of Jesus, uh, everybody kind of hates him. And like he, people will listen to him and there are Gentiles. That's people who weren't Jewish and hadn't received the faith yet. Uh, when he talks to them, like some of them hate him because he used to be Jewish and he used to be a Pharisee and he used to be dangerous. Uh, the Jews hate him because he used to be Jewish and he changed to not be a Pharisee anymore. And they don't like the, the Jesus stuff. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody in those groups was like that, because a lot of them were receptive to him, and a lot of them listened to him. But over and over again, whenever he would go to a new place, he would have people, similar to what would happen to Jesus, tell him how dumb he is on both sides. It's like, hey, you used to be this, and you should be still. Hey, you used to be this, and it's never, you're never going to come back from that. And just like constantly throwing his past against him in different ways. Also, he didn't have a lot of money, because pastors didn't make the millions of dollars that we do now. And... Uh, He's, I'm just joking, we don't, but he, he didn't have a lot of money because it was not like an organized, like, pastors get paid thing, and so he's starting churches, he's going, he's doing things, he's on the run. A lot of people don't want him to, to be who he is, a lot of people don't like him. Um, he's also trying to kind of be a part of starting the church from the ground up. Now, we've all lived at a time where churches are everywhere, like there are a million churches in Cincinnati alone. And even in small towns, like, there are usually, like, 70, 80. Like, there's just churches everywhere. So we're all used to that. In this day, like, the disciples and then Paul were just starting these. And so it was a time where it was illegal to worship Jesus. It was illegal to say that you even liked him and wanted to hear the message. And so it would be hidden. And so he's going around facing all of this. And he talks about facing the cold because there were no, like, you know, fancy winter coats from... Uh, goose, Blue Goose, or whatever a fancy winter coat company is. I don't know names of places. Gucci, I'll say that. Uh, fancy winter coats. And uh, there were no cars, and so he's walking. And, and so it's just a really sucky time for him. And so he's talking about that. He's saying, all of this affects my life. All of this affects what I do. All of this is stress. Uh, and yet he kept going, and we'll talk about that. For you guys, um, I've said this a lot, and I say it a lot because it's true, and I want you guys to know that it's true. Um, 
most of the time, like half the people in your life are going to say, hey, you need to act more mature and have an opinion about things and be knowledgeable. And the other half are like, hey, your opinion doesn't matter. You're just a kid. And that can be very confusing for you and it can lead to a lot of stress. And then you've got school and school is like, it seems sometimes like none of the teachers care what the other teachers are doing. So they'll just pile homework on you. You'll have a lot of tests in one day or a lot of tests coming up. Uh, some of you are already starting to worry about what comes after this year. So whether you're in middle school, going to high school, or whether you're in high school, uh, preparing for college or, or whatever, and then you add in sports, and you add in family stuff, and you add in uh, just the way the world is, and you add in friend stuff and drama that can be in the school, and you add in everything that can happen. And it can be really easy for you to feel almost stressed out and just to carry that stress and to feel like everywhere you go, uh, somebody wants something from you. Everywhere you go, somebody expects something from you. And everywhere you go, like you can never quite match up. And also, because of your age, you're kind of treated like your problems aren't real yet. It's like, yeah, just wait. You think you're stressed now. Just wait until you have a job and a family to care for. Or just wait until, you know, you've got bills coming up. And, and you know, obviously, as you get older, there are different things that happen and different stresses. Uh, and you guys get to be some of those stresses for, for your parents and things like that. But whatever you feel, like when you feel stressed, that's legit stress. Like you guys can actually feel stressed and actually feel just almost covered up by this stuff. And it's okay to feel that. Uh, Paul is a, a great speaker and writer and person in the church history, and he felt that, and he's admitting it. And that's kind of the first thing with dealing with stress, is being able to admit that you feel stressed. Sometimes you're kind of expected to keep going and going and going and going, and, and keep just rising above it, even though adults don't always do that. Uh, but it's always okay to talk about that, whether it's with a friend or somebody here, or uh, a family member that you trust, a parent that will listen. It's okay to talk about that, and it's important, too, to notice that you feel these things. Now, I'm not saying like, Paul, you have to come up with a list of all of the things that stress you and write them down, but it might help to think about the things in your life that kind of cause the most stress and then kind of look at it and be like, okay, some of these are required. Like I can't get rid of school and I can't get rid of homework and I can't get rid of family, but maybe some of the stuff that is weighing down on you isn't necessary or you can kind of reorder your priorities and things like that and that helps, but it still can be an effect of how everybody else treat you and everybody else expects from you. So again, it's important to talk about it. I want to go on to where Paul continues. Um, then, besides all of this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my, who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray uh, and I do not burn with anger? So he's saying, besides all the stuff I feel, I also feel what other people feel. So what this is saying is all of the stuff that gives you guys stress, everything that you carry, uh, from school and from home and from work and from sports and from life and everything else, we also carry, you guys also carry what other people, maybe it's in your family or your best friend or somebody that you care about, somebody in a relationship, like you also carry their stress. Like if you're going and you're having a lot of stuff, let's say you have a big test coming up right before Christmas break and you have a lot of homework coming up and uh, everything is just really weighing down on you and, and maybe your Latin assignments are way above and beyond and just everything is really tough and uh, you're, you're just feeling all of that. And then you have a friend who is dealing with maybe their parents getting divorced or they're dealing with the loss of someone or they're dealing with a breakup. And so you feel like you have to carry that too and you have to listen to them and you have to talk to them. And that can be very hard. That can be hard for adults. I think sometimes when we're young, we think, well, when I'm an adult, I'll have this figured out. But I can speak for Carol and Rob in telling you that we don't always have things figured out either. 
um, stress is very hard and life can be very hard and caring about other people can be, be very hard. And so Paul is just pointing out, it's okay to say this. It's okay to admit this. Now, if it's your friend that is dealing with a lot of stuff, I'm not saying you necessarily say, you know what, I don't care right now. Uh, I'm dealing with all of this. But you have to be able to say, uh, you know, I, I, I'll pray with you, or I'll pray for you, or I'll talk to you, but I'm dealing with this too, and kind of make it a, a co-situation, or have somebody else that you'll talk to on top of that, but you have to be willing to face the point of having stress. Um, when it comes to Christmas, obviously, it's adults have different responsibilities and different things, like they have to worry about getting getting the presents, or making sure Santa Claus gets the presents. They have to worry uh, about like dinners and, and travel plans and all this stuff. But you guys have stuff too. And I know when I was growing up a long time ago, uh, and I was very little and I'd get presents, we would immediately, as soon as we opened, have to go up to a different city to go to family stuff. And that sucked because it's like, I want to just be here with my own stuff and I want to just kind of enjoy this. And so you guys feel that and you also probably feel like, well, I can't, I can complain, but I can't say this sucks because it's family and it is family and it's important to go and it's important to have that. But it's also important to understand that what you feel is what you feel and it matters. And so Paul, again, is showing us all of this and he's building up to something, but he's saying, hey, I'm doing a great thing in starting churches and I'm doing what Jesus told me. But even though I'm doing what Jesus told me, I still feel all of this stress that you guys are feeling and I still feel all of this stuff. And each of us feel it in different ways. Each of us deal with it in different ways. Each of us have different stresses. Going to the last part of his scripture. Uh, if I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I am not lying. When I am in darkness, uh, Damascus, the governor under King Aretas, kept guards at the city gates to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape from him. So he's talking about escaping because he was, uh, his life was in danger because he had killed a lot of Christians or been a part of killing a lot of Christians. Uh, and so he brought his own troubles on him, but when he changed, people still reminded uh, himself of his past. And I think that can be an extra stress sometimes. Uh, hopefully you haven't done anything as bad as murder, but maybe you have some things that you're embarrassed about or things that have been pain in the past and somebody keeps bringing them up, and that can add on to everything. Um, there is a saying, let's see, it's, that's the last straw, or that's the straw that broke the camel's back. And basically, if you've heard that and you're like, you're old, that doesn't make any sense. What that means is a camel would carry a lot of stuff in the desert and they would basically pile them with, with weighted things and things that they were carrying because they couldn't carry themselves and the camel's really strong. And then a single straw was like just over it. And so that doesn't mean that the straw would have been too much on its own, but he was at his limit. And so when you were at your limit, like Paul is talking about here, any extra thing can kind of push you over that. And again, at your age, people are like, yeah, this isn't real stress. Come on, deal with it. And, and that sucks because that's not true because it is stress and it is hard and it is difficult. And so again, it's important to talk about it. It's important to be aware of it. It's important to know that you can't keep adding. Now, I'm not saying if you're dealing with a lot of stuff and then your mom says, hey, I need you to clean your room. You're like, that's the final straw. Like, I just can't deal with it. But you also have to be willing to talk to your parents, talk to your family about what you're feeling. And not in a way, sometimes when we do that, we go to the person, and if your parents are part of the stress, it's like, you make me feel, you do this, you do that, etc. When you talk like that, imagine somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, you've made me feel this, or you act like this. Like, you're going to be on the defensive. And so when you're talking about it, it's important to talk about how you feel and be like, listen, I've got a lot of homework and I'm not making excuses, but I've got so much homework and I've got tests and I'm so worried and I just don't know what to do. And then I have all of this extra stuff at home. 
and not in a way of saying I can't do this, but in a way of saying, can you help me? You know, at least let me talk about it. Will you talk? And not in a screaming, angry way, but in a way where it's like, hey, I want to come to you like an adult uh, and just kind of talk. And that's what Paul is doing with this letter. That's what Paul did in his life. He had people like Timothy, who he would talk to and share with. People like the disciples, uh, who he would talk to and share with. And he was by no means perfect, and he says that. But he kept adding and adding and adding and doing what he could. You have to have something. I know that some of you guys, and in your generations, and as they keep going, like sports kind of become a full-time job more than they used to be. Uh, and so it can be something like where you are trying to work a little bit, you're trying to stick, keep good grades, and you're also playing a sport that just has you going nonstop. Uh, it can be tough when you really want to do it and you have to do all those things, but you still have to find some way to kind of be yourself for a while. Like if, even if it's just like five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, like you have to have some time to, to relieve that stress, some time to talk about, some time to share. And so again, that's what Paul is doing. I want to go to Philippians 4, 6 through 7, which kind of helps with all of the stress stuff. Um, don't worry about anything. This is Paul writing still. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So basically, when it says don't worry about anything, you can feel like, wait, so I'm not supposed to worry? Like, how is that possible? It's not possible. It means don't let yourself be overcome with worry. Um, even Jesus talked about worries that he felt, like when he's in the garden, talking about things that are coming, talking about stresses. So it's not wrong to feel those, and it's not wrong to have those, and that's not what this is saying. This is saying instead of only focusing on what you're worried about, what you're stressed about, also pray about it, also talk about it, also share it, also try to find ways to deal with it better, and all of that helps. And it talks about God's peace. Um, you're never going to find full peace in a sport or in school or in a job or in anything. You might have comfort there and it might be good and it might be something that you excel in and it might be something that helps you. But full peace only comes from, from you know, giving everything to God and doing your best to do that. And so the more you pray to him, the more you feel like you're not alone. And the more you feel like you're not alone, the more you feel like you can handle a little bit more or you can at least handle what you have. But one of the things we all do, adults, teens, kids, everything, we kind of build ourselves to the breaking point. Like we fill our lives with stress and we fill our lives with worry and we fill our lives with just everything and we wait until it's too much before we try to help. Like we wait until we get to the point where we're about to pull our hair out and, and lose our minds before we then try to relieve some of it or try to get help or try to talk about it. That's a bad thing and that's what this is saying. It's like pray along the way. Like when you start to feel stressed, that's when you should start trying to talk about it and start trying to feel help. Don't wait until you have like six tests and like graduation is coming up and man, college is on the way and sports and, and your job and your parents. Like each step, each thing that's new, uh, talk about it, pray about it, share about it. Like find ways to build in some time for God and build in some time for you where you're constantly kind of praying and you're constantly kind of talking and you're constantly trying to get help. Because again, when you wait too long, it's not that you can't get help then, but it's that it becomes that much harder to give anything up or it becomes that much harder to get help or it becomes that much harder to deal with. But as you go, instead of saying, oh, this is just, I'm just a kid, like this is just one thing, be like, okay, so this is something new and this is something stressful. How can I deal with this? Like, what are some ways that I can kind of handle this? Who can I talk to? And it starts with praying. And when it says praying, it's not saying necessarily, like, I think we kind of look at prayer sometimes um, as if I pray for this, then boom, God's going to take it away or God's going to fix it or God's going to, you know, take care of it. And he does that sometimes and he always listens. 
But prayer is more for us to be able to share with him, to be able to know that there's someone always there, to be able to know that we're never alone, to be able to know that we can get help. And it's talking about it. And once you put something in words or in thoughts, it becomes something that you can deal with better than when it's just kind of a concept hanging over you. And so as we get to Christmas, uh, school usually kind of picks up as you get to the end of the first semester. And so it can add a lot of stress. And sports, again, can add a lot of stress. And if you have a job or if your family has a job or something, like it can add a lot of stress. Even something as small as just wanting to find a present for somebody that you care about, uh, that can be stressful. And so the more you add, the more difficult it can be to, to handle what you already have. So again, all of it comes down to praying first, obviously, but talking about it, admitting that you have it, and trying along the way to get help. Um, going to the series, like it's Why the Grinch Stole Christmas. I know that the actual book and show is uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but that's my clever take on it. Um, everybody feels this stuff. Now, you may feel a lot more stressed than somebody else on the surface. That doesn't mean that they don't have stresses. Uh, but everybody feels this stuff, and we're going to talk about that through this series, like different things like stress and, and pain and hurt, uh, just things that can affect us. Um, and when I talk about the Christmas spirit, like I did at the beginning, I'm not saying you have to walk around like, oh man, this stress doesn't stop me from smiling, and I'm going to smile all the time, and I'm just going to be happy, because that's not real either. But the Christmas spirit is treating other people like you'd want to be treated. And part of that is if you had a friend, somebody you love, who really was dealing with a lot, and they weren't seeking help, and they weren't talking to you, and they weren't like you know being honest, you would want them to do that. You would want them to share. You would want them to get help. And so it means that you have to want that for yourself too. That's a part of it. And the Christmas spirit is kind of a thing that talks, it's almost talked about in like a Christmas magic type of way. But it basically just means you're doing what you're supposed to do anyway. Like you're loving God, you're loving others, you're acting like Jesus as much as you can. You're just being who you are because you matter and you are worth it. And so be willing to get help. Be willing to ask for help. Be willing to admit that you need it and then help others along the way. Not always by giving them advice, but by asking for it sometimes and just allowing other people to be there for you. And again, it starts and it ends with prayer, but there are so many things. Um, and this sounds easier than it is. Like, I know that after a message like this, it's like, oh man, now I just have to go and do this, like Jeff said, and boom, I'm good. Like, I'm never going to have stress again. That's not how it works. Like, there are people, the greatest Christians in the world can suffer from a lot of stress. It is an active thing where you have to keep doing it, not just at Christmas time, but you have to keep doing it and keep being aware of your limits and uh, just keep being aware of what you can do, what you can't do, being aware of who you are and what you need. And then as you grow, as you move forward, as you find ways to deal with that, you'll understand more and more what it's like to kind of get rid of that and what it's like to kind of handle that. And so now, if you can learn how to do this now, by the time you get to be our age, like adult's age, you're going to be in a little better place than maybe we are sometimes. Uh, again, it's not going to be easy, it's not going to be perfect, but it's something that you can do, and it's something you can do together. And that's all I got.